Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. And the name of this tune happens to be called Live Your Dreams. So I thought it was appropriate for me to start off Marvelous Motivating Monday with this tune. And I ask that you guys sit back, relax, and hopefully be motivated by this Monday, Marvelous Motivating Monday episode. Hey, everybody, on this Marvelous Motivating Monday, I'm excited to be back. Today's podcast episode is going to be posted very, very late because, as you know, the show's been on vacation for two weeks, and I just had so much catching up to do. Every time I thought I was going to do the episode and record it, edit it, and put it out there, it just didn't happen. So I apologize for those who came, the regulars who come on Monday to check out what Marvelous Motivating Monday is about. Now, today, <clears throat> excuse me, while I was on vacation, I actually was in Pittsburgh, and I should have known, I already knew what was going to happen, but I should have known when it was going to happen because my phone kept blowing up. And then after I got home, I already knew. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia! We got to do it one more again, as they say. 2018, we had a governor's race here in Georgia where everybody knows that the Secretary of State at the time, Brian Kemp, who is now the governor, cheated. And I'm going to say that. I don't have proof, but I'm going to say it. We know he lost that election to Stacey Abrams, but guess what? We're going to do it one more again in 2022 because Stacey Abrams is running for governor again in the state of Georgia. She still has made it very, very clear that she is voting, I mean, excuse me, that she is helping get things back in check the way they're supposed to be regarding voter suppression among so many things. So those of you who are my friends, you already know I don't change my Facebook page and everything. I'm getting ready to get, get you guys as motivated as possible because the advantage Stacey Abrams has this year is that for four years, the world, not America, the world has gotten to see her in many, many, many ways and speaking about many, many, many things. So today I'm going to focus on voter registration and I want to have Marvelous Motivating Monday to motivate you, whether you're Republican, Independent, or Democrat, I want you to register to vote. And there was a lot of questions that came out about registration. So I'm using this episode to motivate you. Excuse me, y'all. And I am in my podcast room for the first time in months. So just forgive me. I am I'm going to use this marvelous Motivating Monday to hopefully motivate those who are not registered to get registered and those who have not voted to vote. And this is for this this is for anyone, any state, any election. But I'm specifically talking about the 2022 election in Georgia. Now I'm going to put my disclaimer out there right now. I am a major supporter, campaigner, solicitor, or whatever for Stacey Abrams. But like I said, this is an informational podcast. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I am going to talk about some things about uh, the current governor and Fox News. I think it's actually funny. But let's talk about how to check your voter registration. 
you know, I went to a couple of websites and you can go to georgiavoter.gov and it was saying that, are you registered to vote? And are you sure? Because since 2012, Georgia has purged well over 2 million, listen to this people, 2 million voters from the voter rolls and not everyone received a notice. So it's important to check your voter registration status periodically to ensure that you haven't been removed from the rolls. Now that's the number one thing we definitely need for you to do. Now, if you've moved since your last vote, definitely make sure because even if you don't move, sometimes they'll change the uh, voter, reg uh, excuse me, location, and you know why they do that. But check this out, okay? You can check your voter registration status by going to www.myp.sos.ga.gov. And that's uh, the Georgia Secretary of State, and it's called My Voter Page. So you could do that. And under the MVP, which is My Voter Page login, on the right-hand side of the screen, type in the first letter of your first name. Then, I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't mean, I forgot. Look, I haven't recorded in weeks, and I forgot to put my Do Not Disturb on my phone, so I apologize. But anyway, this is how you go check under that website, and this is uh, courtesy of the Georgia Secretary of State's election website. Uh, go under MVP login on the right-hand side of your screen. Type in your first letter of your first name, your last name. Select the county where you live, and then put your date of birth, and then click Submit. So that's the first way. Now, if the state has a registration for you on file, you will see a page that looks like the one, well, you can't see it, but you'll see a page. Um, I was going to say it looked like the one above, but it's in the upper left-hand corner of your screen. Now, ideally, under your name and address, your status will be listed as active. So if it is listed as active, you're registered, to vote, your registration's fine. Just make sure your address is up to date. Now, here's the thing. If your status is inactive, even if your status is listed as inactive, you can still vote. But an inactive status means that you haven't voted for a while and you are in the first stage of a process that will result in your and you being purged from the rolls. So make sure to vote during the next election to become active again. Now, you can contact the county. This means that your county elections office is missing a piece of information it needs to complete your registration if you're inactive. It could also mean that you're old enough to be registered to vote. Oh, 17.5 oh, years old. So you don't have to quite be 18. If you're 17.5 years old but not yet old enough to vote, in the election, which is 18, you can contact your county elections office as soon as possible to correct the issue. I don't understand if they say 18, but for 17.5. I mm, don't understand that. But like I said, you could go to uh, Georgia, Georgia Voter Guide and find this information out. Um, it's really, really interesting that a lot of people don't know their voting rights, and it's not because they don't want to. They just don't know. And, you know, there's so many places to go. And there's even a website called vote.org slash am I registered to vote? You can go there as well. I mean, that website was, well, you know, vote.org, it says it takes 
30 seconds and you can just put in the information. Um, that's just another source. I always like to give multiple sources, but if you go there, it lists all the states and you can click your state and find out if you're registered to vote. So I am talking about all the states, but I am specifically for this week going to talk about the Georgia election. So of course, my girl, Stacey Abrams, even though I've done episodes on her, you can go to, I have over 130 episodes. You can go to previous episodes and check her out. She is going to be my wonderful women Wednesday. So we're, we're going to talk about her in a different light. Now, one of the things that was really, really funny, just doing some research, I um, Fox News is dogging Governor Brian Kemp in Georgia. Now, I found an article at www.businessinsider.com where uh, Sean Hannity is asking Brian Kemp to bow out of the 2022 Georgia governor's race. Now, as you all know, the former president wanted Kemp to do a whole bunch of illegal things to make sure he won the state of Georgia. And even though Kemp is shady and did some things, I don't think he did what he want, what the former president wanted him to do. So, you know, if you go against him, Fox News is going to tear you up. So I saw an article dated December 5th, and it was entitled, let's see, The Insider. It was entitled, Sean Hannity says Republican Governor Brian Kemp should bow out of the 2022 Georgia gubernatorial race. Now, there's a whole bunch of articles about this. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? Why is it? So I said, hmm, let me check this out. So Fox News host Sean Hannity on last Wednesday, he told him the um, Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia to nix his 2022 re-election campaign so conservatives can rally behind, check this out, former Senator David Perdue to face Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. Now, if you all remember Senator David Perdue, he is the Republican Georgia, former Republican Georgia senator who just lost. Remember, uh, the two Senate seat elections in January of this year were to take his seat and Kelly. I ain't going to go into Kelly. She she bought her seat. But, uh, you know, uh, David Perdue is related to our former governor, Sonny Perdue. I can't remember the relationship and I don't care enough to go look it up. But, <laughs> but. And Sean Hannity and Fox, so that means Trump's already gave the okay. They're trying to push uh, David Perdue. Now, my thing about this, though, if David Perdue couldn't re uh, get reelected for his Senate seat for Georgia, hmm, what are the odds of him getting elected to be the governor? And for the Democrats that are listening to this and are going to support Stacey Abrams, and I'm not going to be biased about it. I'm, my goal for this episode is strictly, I, I put my disclaimer out there, but my, my goal for this episode is to get people to register to vote, find out if they're registered to vote, if they're not purged, and their voting location. Now, listen to this. This is in the same article I found. However, unlike 2018, Kemp has seen his standing among conservatives deteriorate after months of attacks from former President Donald Trump, who continues to propagate allegations that the incumbent governor didn't stand firm on election integrity in 2020. Due to Kemp's refusal to help Trump overturn President Joe Biden's electoral victory in the state last fall, the governor has become a political 
pariah among many GOP activists despite his continued embrace of the conservative po policies, including the signing into law a restricted voting bill earlier this year and controversial anti-abortion law that was passed last year. Now, those two things, I'm going to be in agreement with Hannity and all the conservatives to want him out because he did everything that they wanted him to do except for uh, lie and say that Trump won. But um, mm -mm. he, uh, we don't want him in there. I just don't understand. And then Hannity says, I think that the candidate to watch, and I hope he gets in, is former Senator David Perdue, because he would be a much better candidate versus Stacey Abrams. Now, let me just get off the uh, independent record, and I'm going to speak on my behalf as a major Stacey Abrams, uh, uh, whether I'm a contributor, campaigner, what I'm a lot, everything. Anybody know me? No, no. When it comes to Stacey and what she's trying to do, not just for women, not just for African Americans, but for Georgia, all of us. Y'all need to keep that in mind. Do your own research on these people, and for them to think that David Perdue is a better candidate, I don't think so. Now, what I do hope the Democrats do do is show all that footage of David Perdue racially, racially being um he called himself being funny but it was ignorant about talking about how to pronounce Kamala Vice President Kamala Harris's name. Bring them clips out. We get ready to do this and I want people to really, really pay attention to Georgia. If you're from Georgia, make sure you're registered. If you don't know if you are registered, please go and check it out. Because one of the things I really want people to stop thinking is that their vote don't count. Because even in your mind, if it doesn't, can you act like it does? Because, you know, I always tell people one of my biggest challenges when I start talking about politics, which I never really got into politics until I moved to Georgia. I lucked up and one of my first uh, p politicians was uh, Donald Hollowell, who is legendary here. I mean, he's a civil rights icon, and I was fortunate to work at his firm and meet him and meet some of the legends uh, from, the, well, I, well, I won't get into all the people I know because that's not what this is about. But the politics in Georgia are real, real, real uh, sacred. And I really want people to just register to vote. I'm not saying just the Democrats, the Republicans too. I mean, like I said, I'm a Democrat registered Democrat independent and I have and will continue when it's and what I think my best interest is vote for Republicans that are trying to make a better world and a better America. So um, I just really and truly want people to believe that their vote count. Now, I have a lot of people asking me if you're a convicted felon who is released, can you vote in Georgia? So let me just tell you what I read. Now, this question is very confusing to me. So I did some research on a couple websites. And the first one is called Georgia Justice Project. You can go to small g, small j, small p.org. And it's kind of confusing because um, they have a sub, they have a, a question, frequently asked questions, and it says off paper you can vote. Now I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna read it. And like I said, you can go to uh, 
Oh, well, see on the website, this is really weird. You can go to gjp.org slash voting. Some places it has GJP as uh, small, and then some they have it as large, so I'm a little confused. But that's okay. That's why I tell people to do their research. So it says, unless you are currently serving a sentence for a felony conviction, you can vote in Georgia. Now, frequently asked questions. Currently serving a sentence, can I vote if I am on probation? And the answer says maybe. Now, I don't know who this organization is. I'm just telling you what I'm finding. If you are on probation for misdemeanor, you are eligible to vote. You are also eligible if you are serving, well, see, I, I didn't know this, if you're serving a first offender sentence for a felony. But if you were convicted of a felony, felony or had your felony first offended revoked and are still serving a sentence, you are not eligible to vote until you complete your sentence. Now, see, I didn't know this. I, you know, I mean, a lot of, can I vote if I pled no low contende to a felony offense? Okay, yes. The answer is yes. If you pled no low, you are still eligible to vote even while serving your sentence. No low pleas are rare for felonies. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I just really don't understand. Okay, can I vote if I'm in prison? It says no, unless sentenced under the first offended act. Offender Act or conditional discharge. So that's something I, you know, I, I just these are things I'm I'm learning as I'm telling you. Then it says, can I vote if I was convicted of a misdemeanor offense? And like I said, it says yes. Only people convicted of a felony offense are ineligible to vote until the completion of their sentence. Now I just I just don't understand this. Um. I just didn't notice in Georgia. I know Florida was doing a big thing in this. And as I always tell people, do your own research because I'm only doing the same thing you could do and see um, <laughs> if it uh, is, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just trying to find out all the answers to basic questions that people might ask. And so there's a, uh, I'm, I'm just going to different places, pardons and restoration of rights. Restoration of civil and political rights. This is an order restoring a person's civil rights, which are lost in Georgia upon conviction. These include the right to run for and hold public office, to serve on a jury, and to serve as a notary public. Now, that's something you guys might want to look into. Because even though I've been in the legal industry all my life, a lot of things I don't know other than doing research on it. And now, this is... Uh, a website you can go to called papgeorgia.gov and this is where a lot of people are talking about pardons and um, probation well uh, pardon slash parole is what the PFP stands for consideration is uh, what it is and this is from the official Georgia state of Georgia state board of pardons and parole now that probably is a good place to start for uh, convicted misdemeanors and see some of the pardon, I mean, excuse me, some of the felony requirements. So um, you never know. And if you're in Georgia, you can go to the Georgia State Board of Pardons and Parole. If you need to physically go there, it's 2 Martin Luther King Jr. Drive Southeast and the Floyd Veterans Memorial Building. So you can also um, 
get in touch with the pardon. It says if you were previously granted a pardon or restoration of rights and you would like a copy of the order. Now, that is very important because you can keep that for various reasons. You can go to pardon with a capital P dot inquiries, capital I, at PAP.GA.gov. And copies are only available via email. They can't mail them. Now, there's two different pardon applications. You got the general pardon and restoration of rights application. Ooh. And then you got, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, yes, I did. Then you got the registered sex offender pardon application. I did mean to say that. But anyway, um, I'm just trying to give people an opportunity to find out if they're registered to vote and if they want to be registered to vote. And if you're a convicted felon, well, you may be able to vote. But if you're a convicted person with a misdemeanor, uh, you can vote. This is a little confusing, but I'm giving you the sites so you can kind of um, definitely look into that yourself and see what is considered um, applicable to you. So as I said, I wanted to just talk about motivating you to want to vote, motivating you to register to vote, and motivating you to actually vote in the 2022 Georgia governor election because if you got Fox News and Trump dogging the current governor and trying to put in David Perdue, this is going to be really action-packed 2022 starting today. <laughs> I decided instead of going to YouTube and doing research, finding clips with Hannity and Fox trying to tear down Brian Kemp, I go to 11 Alive News here in Atlanta to find out what's really going on. Because when everything was announced, I was out of town. And they have a segment where David Perdue is talking about why he's a better candidate. And they're talking to the constituent constituents of David Perdue and Brian Kemp. And it's really interesting what different people say. And the sad part is, all the people that want Kemp out are saying they not that they want him out because he's a bad governor. They want him out because he wouldn't lie and cheat for Donald Trump. Now, that's scary to me. Now, these some of these people, and I know some of them, not on this segment, but my personal friends, they call themselves Christians and moral standards are high and all that family values. But they wanted Trump to win bad enough to cheat and quit being honest and having morals. And they didn't care about none of that. As long as he cheated, I mean, and won. And you hear most of that in some of the people that they're talking to. But there was a one guy that I, you heard me in the background saying amen. He he really said it best. You know, you can be a Republican. You can support the conservative. But Trump need to quit trying to control every state and especially Georgia. So here is the 11 Alive recording uh, on the news here in Atlanta that I was telling you guys about. Developing right now, former U.S. Senator David Perdue has now announced that he will jump in and run for governor. I'm David Perdue. I'm running for governor to make sure Stacey Abrams is never governor of Georgia. Look, he will challenge the incumbent, Governor Kemp, in the Republican primary next year. His campaign 
already targeting the Democrat Stacey Abrams, who launched her run for governor just last week. With former Senator Perdue's announcement today, political insiders are anticipating a bitter and divisive Republican primary between he and the sitting governor. 11 Alive's Doug Richards spoke to supporters who say it puts them in a bind they'd rather not be in. Voters here in Coweta County supported Governor Brian Kemp when he ran for office in 2018 with nearly 70% of the vote and when Senator David Perdue ran two years later by about the same amount. I'm a fan of both of them, yes. Tony Knowles of Sharpsburg was happy to support Perdue last year and Kemp in 2018, but running against each other? I'm going to support Kemp. Knowles says he's with Kemp. Yeah, I like Perdue, yeah. I mean, if, if he were running and Kemp wasn't running, you know, then I would I would vote, I would support him. Are you a fan of Kemp? He sort of let me down. Lewis Carroll says Kemp let him down by declining to intervene on behalf of former President Donald Trump when Trump was trying to challenge the election last year that delivered Georgia's electoral votes to Democrat Joe Biden. Trump's lasting scorn has followed, and Trump is expected to back Purdue against Kemp. I would much rather see Purdue in there than Kemp, just hands down. Uh, Brian Kemp is, I don't know where he's, I don't know where any of, like he's not a George, he don't seem like a George boy to me. I'm dated Purdue. I'm running for governor. In an announcement video, Purdue said he likes his former ally, but said he, Purdue, has a better chance of beating Democrat Stacey Abrams in November. Kemp beat Abrams in 2018. Purdue lost to Democrat John Ossoff in January in the U.S. Senate runoff. Does Purdue challenging Kemp make Stacey Abrams more electable? Absolutely. I think he comes, Kemp's done a good job. Knowles says he's a fan of President Trump, but also thinks Trump should stop trying to influence Georgia politics. I do like Trump, but I think that Trump needs to go away. <laughs> I think uh, we'd all be better off if uh, we put that in the past and move on. Amen. Democrats are hoping Purdue and Kemp tear each other up in the primary, while Democrat Stacey Abrams faces no opposition until next fall. So, uh, voters, come on. What else I need to give you? I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. I want you to register to vote if you're not registered and vote if you are. And if you're not sure, check it out. So today's Marvelous Motivating Monday is for me to motivate everyone listening that's in the state of Georgia to vote, to register, to check where you're registered, and check your voting locations. And then... We will see if the state of Georgia is blue, 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 in spite of the state representatives in Georgia that are Republicans majority, that are rigging, cheating, doing everything they can so that when you go to vote in 2022, you may be messed up. You may not be able to vote and you think you are. They're making so that the election times are less. You can you have less time to vote, early voting. I mean, there's so go and check out what the state legislation, Republican Georgia state legislation has done for the upcoming voting rights for 2022. So we need to take this seriously. And if you have kids, grandkids, nieces and nephews in the younger generation that you want to encourage them to always stand up for their rights, definitely go through this process with them. Even if you're registered to vote, show them about it. I couldn't wait till my daughter was 18 to tell her about 
voting and, and different things and made her do her own research on the candidates and not try to persuade her because she may think things differently than I. But I explained to her why I was voting for the people that I voted for. So, I, you know, a lot of the young generation say we talk at them and not to them. So let's talk to them and knock on them doors and do what we need to do. And um, I'm definitely, um, like I said, I am um, an independent voter, but I'm not going to make it a secret. I'm a major Stacey Abrams um, supporter, and I will be doing that throughout this whole campaign. But I thought that coming right back with this news, I needed to start this week off, especially Marvelous Motivating Monday, to motivate you to register to vote and then vote. And as I mentioned on Wednesday, I'm going to do another episode, a current episode on Stacey Abrams, the person, the woman, the friend, the candidate trying to get even just playing even playing field because we all know she won for real. And we all know that the secretary of state shouldn't have been able to control an election that he was running for. We all know that. So get out there guys. And I am really excited about this. Before I close out this episode, I want to read something. My friend, Miss Terry, shout out to Miss Terry, sent me something from the history channel It's history.com. And I, obviously they do this daily, and this is so ironic for this episode. Um, <clears throat> forgive me, I kind of feel, I don't know, I feel like I sound congested, but I'm not. But anyway, um, this day in history, 1865, December 6th, ha, 13th Amendment was ratified. Now listen to how Georgia's connected to this. I'm going to read this real quick before I end the episode. On December 6, 1865, the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution officially ended the institution of slavery as ratified. Quoted, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to the jurisdiction. End quote. With these words, the single greatest change wrought by the Civil War was officially noted in the Constitution. The ratification came eight months after the end of the war, but it represented the culmination of the struggle against slavery. When the war began, some in the North were against fighting what they saw as a crusade to end slavery, although many Northern Democrats and conservative Republicans were opposed to slavery's expansion. They were oblivious about outlawing the institution entirely the war's escalation after the first battle of bull run virginia in july 1861 caused many to rethink the role that slavery played in creating the conflict in 1862 lincoln realized that it was folly to wage such a bloody war without plans to eliminate slavery in september 1862 following the union victory at the battle about antietam in maryland Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation declaring that all enslaved people in territories still in rebellion on January 1st, 1863 would be declared forever free. The move was lar largely symbolic as it only freed enslaved people in areas outside of the Union control, but it changed the conflict from a war 
for the reunification of the states to a war whose objective included destruction of slavery. Now, Lincoln believed that a constitutional amendment was necessary to ensure the end of slavery. In 1864, Congress debated several proposals. Some insisted on including provisions to prevent discrimination against blacks, but the Senate Judiciary Committee provided the eventual language it borrowed from the Northwest Ordinance of 1787 when slavery was banned from the area north of the Ohio River. The Senate passed the amendment in April 1864. The Republican victory in the 1864 presidential election would guarantee the success of the amendment. The Republican platform called the utter and complete for the utter and complete destruction of slavery, while the Democrats favor re restoration of states' rights, which would include at least the possibility for the states to maintain slavery. Lincoln's overwhelming victory set in motion the events leading to ratification of the amendment. The House passed the measure in January 1865, and it was sent to the states for ratification. When Georgia, I want to say that again, when Georgia ratified it on December 6, today, 1865, the institution of slavery effectively ceased to exist in the United States. So that was some history I did not know. Thank you, Ms. Terry, for giving me that on this day. And that is on history.com. And now I will end this episode. And these are the type of reasons, especially for the African-American community, that we need to register to vote and then actually vote. Well, guys, this will end this episode. And I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A is in advocacy, capital L is in ladies. We are also now on Instagram, and forgive me because I'm still trying to learn Instagram, but we are, we are on Instagram also at Advocacy Ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.